Previously on Funny Science Fiction. Am I a nerd for liking Star Wars? <laughs> or do I like Star Wars because I'm a nerd? Hello, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the junk food for the hive mind. Abandoned with a dying laptop in her farthest reaches of the known space, South Dakota, a young podcaster fights for her survival and patience with Microsoft Word. Who is she? Author, podcaster, motivational speaker, and marketing whiz, Sarah Ray Werner, is our guest this week on Funny Science Fiction. Welcome, Sarah. What an honor it is having you on our show. <laughs> what an honor it is to be here. Thank you so much. I did not expect that amazing introduction. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much the best thing that's ever happened to me. So right. all downhill from here. <laughs> well, we're done, guys. Time to go home. All right. Well, you actually wrote it because I stole it from your girl in Spain. Uh, <laughs> and I just rewrote you wrote your own introduction. Into it. I love it. I love we it. may have altered it for our own scientific <laughs> purposes. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> we're not above theft and well at least dad well, at least he's repurposing repurposing yes. keep saying the wrong word <laughs> so sarah your girl in space podcast is so cool uh the story is just immediately captivating mysterious you do a great job of just peaking curiosity like right from the get-go thank you uh uh so and you do a great job incorporating humor into it too uh, so throughout the whole thing, and while still touching really deep aspects of humanity, such as cheese. <laughs> uh, so, well, one thing that people don't usually know about cheese, uh, but I do because I'm an incredible food nerd, um, is that it creates a response in the brain. It's a peptide response that is uh, like the connection between a child mm. and its nursing mother. So it actually stimulates this connection, right? Uh, like uh, emotional connection with stuff. Yeah. So um, semi-serious question. Do you feel girl in space is actually desiring that connection with her parents? Or <laughs> do you just really love cheese? Um, I am just being, I'm blown away right now by... <laughs> high quality questions of this <laughs> podcast. Usually I'll come on and people will be like, how did you start writing the show? And this is like <laughs> peptides. I'm, I'm here for it. Well, so we are screwed when we get to my questions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we saved the worst ones for last. Oh, no. I'm just going to go ahead and head home, guys. You guys have a good day. We can just cut the show. We start the show without Tim and just keep going. Oh, no, you're wonderful. Early. Uh, you say wonderful a little too early for my liking. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith. It'll prove to be true. Um, that's the one of the best questions I've ever been asked in my entire life. And I had no idea that that was a thing. Um, so thank you. I'm learning already. This is such a rich and enriching experience already. Um, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. No, I had no idea, but it really, um, boy, it really does make me sound smart. Yes. I <laughs> yes. It was go. my plan. All that's what I meant. She did for catching up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she's so cheese obsessed. That's why I wrote it. Yes, yes, de definitely. Yep. No, no spoilers, but yes. <laughs> the, the other food that's similar like that is chocolate. That is the other food that does that. 
I think I have some issues that we need. <laughs> I wasn't trying to reveal anything, you know. I was cheese and chocolate together great now we're in a therapy session yeah, and in my, for my 12th therapy. birthday when i didn't get the bike with the basket on the front <laughs> i'm just so glad you're all here for me during this time right so what i am curious about though is your take on space travel Ooh. so are you the kind who is just gonna like book a ticket right when SpaceX makes it available to go to the moon? Or are you a bit more hesitant towards that adventure right off the bat? Oh my gosh, right off the bat. Like, do you remember back when they were talking about sending people to Mars one way? Yeah. If I didn't have people on earth who loved me, I would be there. (laughs) (laughs) I would be camped out in front, like wherever you buy slash sign your life away. Um, Ready to go. Oh, I'm ready to go. Awesome. I, that just, what a great adventure. That would be so um, cool. I, I don't know what I would do either. Seriously. I yeah, probably no, probably no. I'm, I'm kind of an adventurer in here more so than out there personally. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, Bye-bye. everyone Woo-hoo, got, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Mic drop. I can zoom record from there. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's internet. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, would, I would think so. Get some satellites up there. <laughs> so um, everyone got their start in their love for science fiction somehow. So what was your favorite sci-fi show or novel? And what character out of that would you want to switch places with? Oh, my gosh. That's such oh, that's such a good question. Um, so growing up, I was not allowed to watch TV. And so mm. all of my experiences with this stuff came from books. And all of my experiences from books just came from me wandering around unsupervised at the public <laughs> library. <laughs> and I had like a little basket and I would just like fill it with anything. It was the covers. The covers got me. And so um, I remember very vividly picking up a copy of Bruce Coville's My Teacher is an Alien. Do you remember that one? I don't. Not oh. me. Oh, okay. It was like very, it was like early 90s kind of um yeah, it was it it was humorous sci-fi actually. It yeah. was just very zany. It was very um about these like, you know, kids in second or third grade who find out their teacher is an alien. And so that was like the first piece I remember. Well, Bruce Coville um was a huge uh influence for me as as a kid. He wrote Jeremy Thatcher Dragon Hatcher about this like little boy who goes to a magic shop and accidentally buys a dragon egg and then has to like hatch it. Anyway, um, I could talk about this all day. That's more fantasy. Um, But yeah, I was just really, really drawn to anything outside of the immediately observable. I was um, a a kid with a a big imagination and very limited circumstances. Um, Again, not allowed to watch TV, um, you know, not really allowed out of the house outside of school. And so strict upbringing meant um, my brain just kind of, took freedom wherever it could. And yeah. there was really nothing more freeing and liberating than the notion of science fiction. So yeah. um, books like that really first pulled me into it. And then I would, um, I, I wandered the section, the adult sci-fi section and just started, I remember I read um, Stranger in a Strange Land because the cover was really beautiful. Covers were big, um, but really, 
really what I fell in love with. The first time I really fell in love with something, and this will be really cliche because I'm sure that this is a lot of people's experiences. Um, but my next door neighbor lent us, lent us, loaned us, lent us something, a word. Lentended. Lentended. Lentendo. Yes. Lentendo. Yes. She lent us. plural. She lent us her box set VHS collection of the original Star Wars movies. Mm. And this was. I like was, your neighbor. Yeah, I, well, I do too. She was fantastic. <laughs> Um, so whenever we had a babysitter, uh, we were allowed to watch a movie. And so I watched right. Star Wars for the first time in 1997. And I was, how old was I? I don't know, like 12 or 13 or 14. And I just fell hard in love. I fell so hard in love. And so asking me which character I would love to switch places with, it would have to be my original love, Luke Skywalker. Nice. All right. Nice. Love Heck it. yeah, man. Okay. I love Kim's, it. Kim's happy about that one. He's our Star Wars guy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So it's a good universe to be part of. It is. This on the pillowcase of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, but you know what I did? Um, okay. So this was the early days of the internet. And so we didn't have the internet at home. And so the public library, you know, the place where I lived, um, you could use the internet computers for a certain amount of time if you signed up and these right. computers had printers. Right. And oh. so I would go to like, Google's image search was not even a thing yet, but I would uh, search for pictures of Star Wars. And so I would just print out these pictures and I would cut them out. And I soon had this like huge Star Wars collage in black and white, of course, because it was a Excellent. library printer. Um, yeah, so uh, that was my wallpaper growing Can up. I just want to say I did have Star Wars pillowcases. So, well, can, there, are there they was, available somewhere? They were. Um, was it a Luke? <laughs> uh, no, actually. Well, I think yeah, he was on there. I mean, it was. Uh, it was a combination of pictures from like uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and you know some of the lightsaber fight scenes, and you know. Tie fighters come swooping through the air, stuff. and you know all this other stuff. It's covering oh. Luke's eyes and kissing Leia. That's right. <laughs> you don't see me smooching your sister. <laughs> so it's so, just strange. <laughs> so uh, all right, so let's talk. Let's talk more about podcasting. Now, I read an article the other day about how podcasting has really exploded this year because everybody's home. Um, now. Over the last few years, this medium has exploded. And it wasn't until a few years back, probably about three years ago, that I started to become a fan of podcasts. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I like about podcasts is the ability that people have to share their stories, to be able to connect mm -hmm. with their listeners, and the variety of stories and information that can be shared through this medium. I mean, it lends itself to storytellers, it lends itself to the self-helpers and everything in between. There's a podcast for everyone. You know, they used to say for Apple, there's an app for that. Uh, well, if there's a podcast for that, somebody out there, and sometimes, in, and depending on the genre, <laughs> there's multiple podcasts for that. So let me ask you, what led you into the podcast world? Mm. What what made you go, you know, I, I want to be a podcaster. This is, this is where I'm going to, the medium I'm going to use to share my information. And what, and the second part of that is what was your inspiration behind the concept of Girl in Space? 
See, these are good questions. You're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten to question two yet. So I guess we'll let him stay. It's it's, it's all good. downhill after question one, so don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, well, I'll stick with this one. It's a good one. There you go. Um, oh gosh. Um, so I love experimenting with uh, media and technology. Um, you know, oh gosh, I'm like, I won't go down the roads of everything that I've tried, but I love <laughs> storytelling in weird ways. Like I love it. I love embedding files. I love anything that's unusual for, uh, for that kind of experience. And so, um, I was working for a digital marketing firm in 2014 and I was a blogger and I was like, oh, this is really frustrating. And, um, you know, I don't really have a big audience. I'm not getting a lot of traction. I don't know how to stand up, you know, stand out from the other billions of blogs out there. And I had a good friend, uh, Peter, who was like, well, Sarah, you know, you wouldn't have that kind of trouble if you had a podcast. He was like a real podcast evangelist. Like he okay. was like... He was one of those people um, in the early 2000s that had a podcast and was the original like, hey, come listen to my podcast. I have a podcast. Did you know that? I have a podcast. <laughs> and so, um, little did I know I would soon become that person um, because <laughs> I, uh, my writing blog soon turned into a podcast. And originally I just started it as an experiment to see what kind of traction I could get. Um, I launched in January of 2015, the Right Now podcast. That's W-R-I-T-E because puns. And, um, Funds. it really took off. It really took off. It was, it was a delight there. It, I think that I was a little bit lucky and that at the time there weren't a lot of women podcasting. Uh, it's been really interesting to see the number of women podcasters has just shot up. It's through the roof. It's been incredible. Which yeah. Is awesome. uh, I went to awesome. podcast movement a few years ago and I want to say there was something close to like 50% of podcasters were women. But when I started, it was just like a rare, weird thing. Um, and so, yeah, so I launched that in 2015. That's kind of how I started. And then for Girl in Space, um, I've been a novelist my entire life without having actually ever published anything. And so I've got this drawer and maybe you all have a similar drawer to this in my desk here that's just full of novels that I've printed out and never published or done anything with. And I was like, you know, what would be really cool is to not have my work sitting in an A drawer forever. And <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe I have all this podcasting equipment. I've got a mic, I've got headphones. I know how to edit audio now. Why don't I just start a fictional right. podcast? Hey, I've invented this genre called fictional podcasts, except it was already a genre with a huge legacy and a huge history that I would learn about later. Um, but it's, that's just, I kind of just fell into it. And as I fell into it, I like grabbed hold and just really fell in love with it. Awesome. That's right. I don't, I don't have a drawer, but I do have my handy dandy <gasps> trusty Avengers notebook. That's right. Beautiful. Um, which is full of my ideas for my shirt company and you know, all kinds of different things. So yeah, I don't have a note. I don't, I carry that with me in my backpack everywhere I go. That notepad goes all the way around. I have Perfect. a dish with rocks in it. <laughs> are they symbolic so, rocks or are they? They are symbolic. symbolic. Okay, I, okay. I, I, they actually help me keep on task. With oh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I have two of them. <laughs> I love it. Now, Sarah, I thought I was a busy person. I mean, I have two jobs, technically three. I helped my dad out with his company as well. I'm, I have this podcast. I have another podcast I do as well. I'm, I'm married. I have three kids, two cats, a corgi. And her name is Toast, by the way. Shameless plug for an adorable puppy. Her name is Toast. Oh, 
toast. But I look at everything you're doing and I got sleepy <laughs> just reviewing the list, I, you know, because I look at it and I, and I work pretty much from the time I get up in the morning till the time I go to bed at night. Uh, I'm doing something or rather, whether it's for this podcast, the other podcast, I take I do take a little me time. Good. I play some Xbox. That's right. But um, <laughs> me time. I have to know. All right, Sarah, what superfoods are you fueling yourself with? Because there's no way you're doing this on your own human strength. <laughs> Seriously, some of us need to know so we can keep up. So I have to, yes, chocolate, tea. chocolate and cheese, to, right? Chocolate and cheese. And I don't know, Josh, does, does coffee have those peptides? Is that a thing? You know what? I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't be just, surprised because it's so similar to chocolate, but that's a good question. But coffee is okay. just well, awesome. Yeah. So um, I drink a lot of coffee. Um, but oh my gosh, superfoods that, that I use to keep going. Um, yeah, basically it's, um, the, the dry fumes of ambition. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a very, uh, I love to make things. I love to make things. I'm not happy and I'm not satisfied if I'm not working on a project. Yeah. And I think that comes from, that's some of the drive. That's some of it. And I also tend to <clears throat> two things without thinking about them a whole lot in advance. Um, and so then projects tend to stack up. So I end up, you know, with public speaking gigs, I end up with two podcasts and, you know, we won't name everything, but it is, um, you know, they say that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your right. life. Yeah. That's, that's not true. Um, I love what I do, but it's also really hard work. And mm -hmm. I have been really examining, especially now with COVID and being in quarantine and staying home, I've, I've really had to examine um, how am I spending my time and am I spending it in the way that I want to spend it? And are all of these projects really worth it? Um, and so I've just been um, trying to think a lot about what that means and incorporating in self-care and me time. It's like, I started playing video games again because I realized that, yeah. I was you, just showing you, you my calluses. You can't work all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just showing you my opposable thumb cap. It wasn't a thumbs up. It was a, hey, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm a PC gamer, so I don't really have Same. the calluses. Um, yeah. well, did you okay. have a favorite food? Tim was asking you like the food that keeps you going. Oh, the food oh. is just chocolate. So I have over here, um, I get those family size bags of Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> oh, there perfect. you go. And they're just like a really nice methodical, um, you know, high calorie intake of mm. sugar and whatever oh. else is in chocolate. <laughs> Um, that really, uh, that really fuels the process that and lots and lots of coffee. Um, and then tea when All the, right. when the coffee gets a little, little much. Nice. Yeah. All right. So if we look back to five years ago, 2015, mm. everyone, and I do mean everyone, every single breathing soul on the planet earth got the following question wrong because they're not a single person who looked forward to the year 2020 and said, I know what I'm going to be doing. Ooh. <laughs> so for scientific purposes and to give us something to look back on when we get to 2025, where do you see yourself in five years? And don't worry, we're, we're not going to judge you harshly. 2020 has taught us that that's not really a thing. <laughs> oh, we're we're not allowed to judge people harshly anymore. 2020 is kind of sucked that out of all of us <laughs> so and what's your plans moving forward 
Oh, it's, I love that you asked that. I love that you asked that. Yeah. Five years ago, I would have said I, I was going to be a VP at the marketing company I was working at. And now I'm self-employed and making podcasts. So five years from now, okay. Five years from now, um, I'm going to be, oh, this is such a hard question because I'm not a planner. Um, (laughs) I just kind of like opportunities come and I'm like, yes, I'll take that please. And then my life. Um, but let's just say, let's just say, uh, I'll be, um, doing, I'll be doing some producing work. How about that? We'll say that, um, I'll be producing, uh, hopefully a whole bunch of other sci-fi and fantasy shows. Um, I would, I would really like to continue growing out into the audio drama space. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll say, we'll say that's what I would love. Now, will that happen? She's on that ship to Mars, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 2020 just ruined everything for me. There you go. It did for a lot of people. So you have two different podcasts right now. And then the the girl in space, these are clearly two different lanes. Mm. Okay. Now, both of my, the podcasts that I'm participating in this one and my other one is a completely different lane. Um, it, it, you know, it, it looks probably more like a self-help mm-hmm. uh, type situation than, than this. Uh, this is kind of light and airy. That's a little more serious. People overcoming serious things in life. So how do you go about preparing them uh, equally? Because I find for myself, it's a challenge to make sure that they both get equal time. You know, do you struggle with that or, or, is, or do you have a process in place that allows you to make sure that, that uh, you know, mommy loves you both the same and, uh, you know. Can we get over that, that first peptide response question? Stop <laughs> <laughs> talking about her connection with her parents. And like, anyway. So we're here like pushing cheese into my microphone. I did it, it's Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Um, equal podcast. I've never actually like thought about them like that. I, I think about them more in terms of like, what are my listeners expecting and how can I, um, best treat my listeners in the way that I've set expectations to treat them. So like the right now podcast comes out every week on a Wednesday and girl in space comes out question mark. And, um, but I, I do put in so much more work for girl in space just because uh, they're so uneven um, doing a fictional podcast versus a non-fictional podcast. An episode of the, of the right now podcast runs usually about 30 minutes and I can usually do the whole thing in about eight hours. So I'll do an hour for planning. I'll do an hour and a half for recording and then about six hours for editing. Um, and then a little bit of time for marketing, but girl in space, each 30 minute episode of that takes more than a hundred hours for each episode, just because writing, revising, finding sound effects, casting my actors, uh, getting retakes, getting, oh, it's just, it's, it's It's mind blowing. I, and you know what? It is. And I didn't know it getting into it. I was like, I'm going to start a fictional podcast. And like 700 hours later, I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) okay, that makes sense. I want to kick in here with, since we're on the girl in space topic, I, uh, I went out there and binged it when I found it. So, Hmm. and I encourage everybody to do the same because I do a lot of driving for my, uh, my other work. And so uh, great. uh, I can't say enough. And I'm, of course, we're all looking forward to season two. No pressure there. No pressure. You're doing great. <laughs> but one of the things is uh, here on Pony Science Fiction Podcast, we're always uh, 
looking at the creative endeavors of other and getting enjoyment from the creativity and the process. So I thought I would, what's your best feel good moment in making a girl in space? Or maybe if you'd like to share a funny experience you had while creating an episode. Mm. Oh, that, that's a good question. Oh gosh. Feel good. Oh, I, oh, okay. I have to say, um, I do have some really feel good moments. Um, I attended a podcasting conference, um, in, it was just after I released girl in space and I got to this conference and I saw that somebody had made girl in space fan art and like it was posted on this pillar. And I was like, that's cool. I have never ever felt this sense of belonging in this sense before. Like it I don't know. Receive receiving fan art for your work is just, I I can't handle it. Like, um, somebody made a fan video a year or two ago and like it's on YouTube and I just, I started watching it and like the tears just started. I'm not a person who cries a lot. And it was just like, I was sobbing because when other people put in their own creative spin on things, when they put in their time, to reference something that came out of your brain it was just unspeakably magic it was that's awesome it was just heartbreaking in the best way yeah that's cool i had had somebody do that for one of my books too and it was just amazing wow they you know like they care really cared about the story and the characters and yeah they came alive for them so that's such a such a reward i I agree that's wonderful thank you yeah thank Um, you for asking yeah. And then I also was thinking about your, I, I, like I said, I, I've been really encouraged by your Right Now podcast. It's Thank really, you. I found it a, a help for me because, uh, you know, discouragement. Uh, yeah. It's out there everywhere for creative people. And uh, it's a, anybody listening who's looking to, you know, get a, a pep talk, maybe a little advice about marketing or uh, am I thinking right <laughs> type <laughs> stuff? Hey, somebody else is thinking this way. Am I thinking <laughs> Yeah. <right? laughs> Uh, but I always come away from your, your uh, right now podcast motivated, which is what is key for, for creators. Uh, and so tying this into a question, our podcast and our uh, Facebook group is all about fun and funny. So I'd love your thoughts on what role does humor and fun play in a creative life? I love this question. I love this question. Okay. One of the things that I always um, encourage creators to do is to have some kind of mission statement, to have some kind of, why are you doing this? So that when you fall into the discouragement, when you fall into despair, when life just crashes down, you, you understand and you can articulate why you got into this in the first place. And I was examining my, my mission and my values actually very recently because I was in a not great place. And one of the top things that I have written down is fun. And it felt like such a childish thing, you know, like I'm an adult. I I make things for a living. Like, is is it okay? Do I have permission to say that fun is one of my top values? You know, like it just felt a little weird to say that, but it's never been like, it's the most true thing. Um, I remember when I was working for, um, when I was working for the marketing company, like I wasn't happy unless I was injecting some kind of fun into the work. It wasn't fulfilling. If it wasn't making people smile, if it wasn't making me smile, if it wasn't bringing joy into people's lives, I think that's 
we overlook it. We take things so seriously, but um, joy and humor and fun are absolutely integral. I get a lot of people who ask like, Sarah, I don't know what to do with this scene. It feels soggy. Um, or, or I'm just not, I'm, I don't like this thing that I'm making. What do I do? And, you know, I will inevitably say, what can you do? That's more fun. Like, how can you spice this up? How, because if you're having fun as a creator, your audience can feel that they can sense when you are in, in a place of drudgery, in a place of the doldrums, like, but if you, if you can spice up your work and have fun while you're doing it, that energy comes across to your audience. And, oh, I could, I could talk all day about this, but um, (laughs) what what makes it fun? What that is such, such excellent, excellent advice. Is. Um, that yeah. is, that is the number one area. Cause I, um, as a boring part of me, I do business consulting and stuff mm. on the side and whatnot. And like, that is like one of the number one things I start talking about. What's your vision, Yep. right? Because you have to have that end goal. And also it's the single most important thing that can empower and motivate and unify people. Yeah. Number one. So you have to start with that vision and just, you know, especially like you said, when a wrench get thrown in your plan, you, you can have vision, you know, uh, take, take up that, um, take up that role of uh, that motivation and energy. Love Absolutely. it. Thank you. Great. You know who I found who didn't have humor in their lives? Architects. When you sit across the table from an architect in a, in a very serious, all our architect listeners, not all architects, but when you have, when you have a personality like mine and as sarcastic as I am, to sit across the table from an architect in a very <laughs> stuffy and stodgy meeting about doors and door hardware and to make a flip <laughs> offhand remark, he was not a fan. Oh, he, no. I may have had somebody call my boss once, but. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, as you as you see, we, we try not to take ourselves too seriously here at the, our podcast. We have a lot of fun. We do a lot of self-depreciating uh, humor. <laughs> But we enjoy uh, it so much we can't even say it. Yeah, we can't even, I can't even talk today. <laughs> That's so, valid. We also like to have a few silly questions in here just for fun. So now, I like it. picture it. Future, a despotic corporate tyrant takes control of the internet. They force you at gunpoint to make girl in space for TV. And they only give you three choices of formats. Okay. And you have to choose from these three, these three one of these three choices. What's it going to be? Is it going to be puppets? anime or claymation <laughs> oh my gosh what a violent way to go about this dad right i know would you like to have your would you like to have your show on tv <laughs> like yeah that yeah thank you yes that sounds amazing. thank you the gun was unnecessary <laughs> like, oh, this is fantastic i i'm, I, I'm in i, I, I would have done it without the without and, the fire and why do you choose the oh i love the idea of claymation wouldn't that be good? oh, oh that would be so i mean like I it would it would work with puppets and and I, I love it when they talk a lot and they're googling spin around yeah. that is a special humor all of its own um and and i love anime but oh boy claymation would be so like it would just be like really punk feeling and like right. really yeah. raw right like and really the work oh, yeah, yeah. As long as I wasn't doing all the shaping, like as long as I get and like right, yeah, you had somebody do they they were they were okay. paying for it, so perfect, perfect. Yes, the, the gun toting <laughs> person forcing gun-toting me to make tyrant, <laughs> TV tyrants. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I uh, I watched your TED talk. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. I love a few minutes in. You're like, I'm on TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not TED talk. 
I really liked your full cup analogy. Mm -hmm. So and that if your cup's not full, you have nothing to give. But if your cup is full, then you can pour out onto others and you can give that to them as well. I've also uh, heard a cup analogy that, you know, we're all different size cups. Mm. Somebody could be a 20 ounce cup or an eight ounce cup, you know, but we need to do what we can do no matter how we can be and not um, strive to be somebody else. If I'm eight ounces, not strive to try to fill my cup to 20 ounces. Mm. You know, the overfilling is, is kind of nice, but it's overwhelming and overfilling and it doesn't really help anybody. So, um, I've watched your podcast. I love those. Um, what uh, my question is, is you give a lot. We see you give, you're very positive. We love your upbeat. Um, I'm sitting next to Drayton crocheting with my friends and I'm finding myself next to him. <laughs> Thank you. Live, on your live shows. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Thank the you. Live creative all the giving that you do for your big 20 ounce, big gulp cup that you are. Um, <laughs> What is your go-to as far as entertainment? What fills mm -hmm. Sarah back up to get her back up after all that pouring out? What fills you back up? It's books. Mm -hmm. It's books. And I don't know if that's because that's what I grew up with and that was just always my natural escape or if it's just because books are amazing. Um, <laughs> but I I have a problem. This is my <laughs> not a bad problem. <laughs> Our living room is just walls of books. My bedroom, I have special shelves above the bed that have books on them. I have piles on the floor that thankfully you can't see. Do you read them? <laughs> you just like the covers. <laughs> I just like to, I like to snuggle them. No. Um, <laughs> I have a new, a new introduction for Sarah. <gasps> What's that? Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm a BA. <laughs> Book addict. <laughs> I am though. And like, when uh, I got a smartphone, a oh, <laughs> you can download books like in a second. Oh, you can have all yeah. of the books. It's a problem, right. but it's, you know, it's a good problem. My good wife problem. giggles when she gets the notification for her Kindle. She's like, oh, this is available. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. So we here at Funny Science Fiction, we have found a link um, between Muppets and sci-fi. Yes. Since we know Muppets did Pigs in Space. Pigs space. And we all know Yoda is a Muppet. Right. So oh, yeah. in any of your writings, do you have any odd looking creatures, non-human or Muppet type characters? If so, what are they and what's their purpose for your storyline? Oh my gosh. Um, I am in love with this right now and I've <laughs> never thought about this before. Um, but this is my husband and I always think about like, oh, what if they did like a Muppets Treasure Island? Right. You know, this yeah. story or this story. And it's just always Tim Curry and a whole bunch of Muppets. Yeah. Um, I'd watch. <laughs> I love that one. I'd watch. Oh, so so now I'm thinking about Girl in Space with like, you know, Miss Muppet. Piggy or Kermit as X. <laughs> and then like, who would Tim Curry? I guess Tim Curry would be like the evil counselor. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'd be great for that. Oh, that. This is, now I want to cast my entire show with Right. <laughs> Choice. Girl, girl in space two starring Tim Curry. And Tim Curry. That's funny. Oh, that's fun. So as a, as a wife of a writer, uh, Drayton's wife, uh, I know the time frame that he spent in uh, when he thought of the book and the process down on the paper to the completion of the book. He started when our boys were little. And when they became adults, he actually put it down in writing, was able to self-publish and did a really good job of that. And I know the time frame that took. 
what was the time frame it took you um, for your stories, like in between the thought, like when did I think mm. of Girl in Space or one of your other stories and when did I get it down and into the podcast, the time frame? Oh, I think about things for a long time. I am a really slow creator and I get hung up about that sometimes because I feel, well, there's all sorts of pressures to create and all of that good stuff, but I'm so slow. Uh, I thought of Girl in Space, it had been like playing around in my mind ever since I had started um, the Right Now podcast. So probably about two years, I was just kind of like, that might be cool. That might be cool. Am I going to do it? I don't know, but it could be cool. Um, And then I like fill up little notebooks with ideas and phrases and imagery. And then I like let that sit and stew for a while until I can't stand it anymore. And I have to jump into um, some kind of document, whether it's digital or whether I'm writing it by hand. And I just, I, I just hold off until the moment that I can't anymore. And then I just start write, writing furiously. Um, yeah. So it's For a couple years, couple years. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a, a new show that I'm working on. That's um, it's, it's a horror show. So it's not maybe a good fit for this audience, but it's um, I've started a notebook on it about a year ago and it's just still just a few ideas in this notebook. It's just yeah, sitting there next go. to me, you know, no rush. Yeah. Ideas become pictures. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Great. Well, cool. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> it is time for our game. Oh my our favorite part. I'm nervous. So you have a choice. <laughs> okay. This is the first time we've ever done this, by the way. We've never let anybody else choose. No, no. You have two choices. We're breaking ground. Okay. What if I choose wrong? You won't. Well, you, you, this, this isn't, this isn't a wrong choice thing. This is just, which do you prefer here? Okay. Um, do you want the trivia to be on sci-fi literature or sci-fi movies? Oh, this is hard. Oh, geez. Oh boy. Movies or books. Oh, shoot. Let's go with, mm. <laughs> let's go with, mo- oh, am I going to regret this? Let's go with movies. Oh, both movies. will go way over time. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I'm scared. I, maybe so, I should have chosen books. I read a lot. Oh boy. But let's go with movies. Okay. So usually what we do is if you get three right, you get the mug. <gasps> I want it. I was thinking since you like books so much and stuff, I think that if you get three right, you get dad's book. Oh, that would be wonderful. Okay. <gasps> I would so Custodians that. of the Cosmos. Yeah. And then if you get five right, you get the mug as well. Oh my okay. gosh, this is too much. Okay. Okay. And then if I don't get any right, um, if you I get that less, I can... okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I hear that I can buy the mug and support a worthy cause. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. yes, you can. Okay. Very true. Okay. Mugs, yeah. okay. So, yeah, more than mugs there too. So. You, yeah. There's even really <gasps> nicely done t shirts. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. I'm in it. All right. But if you get less, here's the other side. Okay. If you get less than three, right. though. okay. If you don't get anything, you get your face posted on a meme that gets posted on our Facebook group. Okay. That actually sounds really delightful. (laughs) Everybody says that. We need to come up with a better punishment. What is up with this? Everybody has like a win-win. This sounds great. We keep putting that out there as punishment. And everybody's like, "Can we just do yeah, that? Can, great. We just, <laughs> can we just? Can we care. just? Can we just skip to the meme? I like the meme. Meme sounds good. All right. a really cool mug and a butt. <laughs> we'll have someone come and rip your toenails off. And it, no. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm scared again. <laughs> <laughs> Finally found a, a punishment. All right. Okay. 
We'll read it. You'll be first to listen to Dogon Poetry. That just went dark. Okay. Um, what did you say? I didn't hear you, Al. I said you'd be first to listen to Bogon Poetry. Oh. Bogon Poetry. There you go. I said we'd subtract a book from our bookshelf. All right. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Here's our questions. Okay. Go for it. Question one. It's about Pixar movies. <clears throat> what actor has voice characters in every Pixar film? Is it John Ratzenberger? Is it Kelsey Grammer? Is it Joe Rampt? Or is it Tom Hanks? Hmm. So I don't know who two of those people are. So I'm going to assume it's one of them. Um, let's go with John Ratzenberger. Is that what? Is that one? That of is them? his name, and that is correct. Norm. It's the guy from Cheers. Yeah, it's Norm from Cheers. See, I didn't grow up watching TV, so I don't know right? any of the. <laughs> Why did I choose movies? What's wrong? <laughs> right. I thought it was a sense of adventurousness in you. There you go. Hey, this is one. my version of going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> movies, we have a one from Star Wars. Okay. Oh, boy. This is going to be really shameful if I don't get this. <laughs> How many million languages is C3PO fluent in? One million, hmm. four million, five million, or six million? I am fluent in over six million forms of communication. <laughs> nice. I have to tell you, if you didn't get this right, we weren't finishing the quiz and we weren't hearing the podcast. So yeah, we were shut it down. We didn't get shut it right. down. We're going home. She didn't have the voice thing going out of there. <laughs> I love it. She's really I'm nice at all, but we're not airing this. Did you say anything else in C three PO? There you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to bore you. I know. Question number three. Are we okay. All right. Which of these popular sci-fi movie franchises has the most films? Doctor Who, hmm. Star Wars, hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, or Star Trek? Ooh. I'm trying to remember how many Star Trek movies there are. Because there's 10 Star Wars movies that I know of. Mm. Mm. What was the first one? Doctor Who. Does Doctor Star Who Wars, have movies? Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Trek. Oh boy. Uh, mm, mm, I'm going to go with Star Trek. That's correct. All There's right. Star Trek <laughs> All right. So, no, my, I get to keep my toenails, is what I'm yeah. hearing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no down poetry for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, at this point, you get Dad's book. Yes. Awesome. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Fun. Might even put some graffiti in it. You have yeah. to say, can you sign it? Of course, yeah. Okay, I would like that. All right. Which of these popular sci-fi movies is not based on a book? Mm. Number one, Galaxy Quest. Number two, Blade Runner. Number three, Ender's Game. Number four, Jurassic Park. All right. I own three of those books. <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> easy, <doesn't> it? <laughs> can you can you run them past me again just to be safe? Galaxy Quest. Okay. Blade Runner. Okay. Ender's Game. Okay. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> You've never read Galaxy Quest? Okay, yeah, oh, you got it right. You never read that book? <laughs> a good show. All right. All right. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. Well, so question five, just this is for the mug. Well, I ever have lost the opportunity to get your face on a meme. 
right? We'll still, we'll still do that. That's still going to be a thing. If this went wrong, can it be a negative? Can it be like right. negative points? Yeah. <laughs> if you get this wrong, we take away everything. Okay. okay. <laughs> Not my toenails, right? I get you to keep those. You can keep those, but you're definitely okay. getting a meme. Okay. All right. So what was the first science fiction film to win the Academy Award for Best Picture? Hmm. Was it Star Wars in 1977? Was it Solaris in 2003? Was it Metropolis in 1927? Or was it The Shape of Water in 2017? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ooh. And you put them in such an interesting non-chronological order. I don't know. <laughs> my brain doesn't know what to do with that. It's like... Uh-oh. <laughs> Triggered, triggered. Oh. I'm just over here like twitching. Um, mm. Oh, I, mm. I really want to go with Metropolis, but that's not my final answer. I'm going to go with Solaris. Oh, was it Metropolis? No, actually it was oh. The Shape of Water. I would have gotten really? this one wrong because I would have gone with number one, Star Wars, because that's my default for everything. But <laughs> well, I, knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't Star Wars. Really, The Shape of Water in 2017? Right? Apparently, yeah. What the heck? Because apparently no one had ever heard of Star Wars. What yeah. the heck? What the double heck? Wow. Right? I mean, but was anybody paying attention to the Academy Awards and 2017. I know. I no. I, 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 <laughs> so many are, are they still a thing? I, I guess. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say, guys? Should we give her one more question? Sure, we'll give her. Not, yeah, we'll throw in the auxiliary. If you get this, we're one, gonna, we'll still give you the mug. We're gonna pick okay. up a bonus question here. Okay, still got a chance. Got a chance. All right. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Which time travel movie predicted that the Chicago Cubs would win the World Series? Is it one source code? Is it two, Back to the Future Part Two? Is it three, Hot Tub Time Machine? Or four, The Time Traveler's Wife? Number two, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Part I guess two. we'll send you a cup. Yay! Oh, I can drink so much more coffee now. This is great. Right? Exactly. <laughs> well, you'll be sad to know the cup is the cafe. <laughs> a decaf only cup. No. <laughs> just over here crying. And sadly, the only one we have left is the one that Drayton was drinking out of. So we're going to send it. We'll wash it before we send it. <laughs> so, Sarah, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you. Number one, where can people go to find out more about Girl in Space and any other content from you? Oh my gosh. Well, people can go out to my website, sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com where they can find my two podcasts. They can find, I have a whole bunch of freebies for writers and podcasters. Oh, cool. So go crazy. Awesome. Great be sure to place those in the description as well. And if you guys would like more guests like Sarah on our show or have an idea for a guest or anything like that, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. And please subscribe to the single most important thing you can do to say thank you, which is to the Funny Science Fiction podcast, as well as to Sarah and her content. And uh, that helps us to get more and better content out to you. Of course, finally, by Grab Thar's Hammer by the Sons of Warvan. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. Sarah, Thank you for are, having me. You were awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. You're all awesome. Our show is brought to you by the good folks at the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund. Someday, brave guys and girls in space will put on the red shirt, board a clunky looking shuttle, and land on a hostile, unforgiving planet, only to fall prey to sentient alien goat cheese when they mistake an alien cheese ambassador for a tasty snack plate. 
You might well ask yourself, what happens to those left behind? Well, that's where the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund comes in. For as little as five Republic credits a day, you can bring real relief to those in need. And friends, that's where the fictional charity ends and the real charity begins. We have an opportunity to help an actual charity with your purchase of Red Shirt Widows or Orphans merchandise. Every purchase allows us to donate 100% of all profits sold to Wish Upon a Teen. This very real and very worthy charity helps sick kids in their time of need when their stays in hospitals becomes extended because of their illnesses. Let's take an opportunity to buy some merchandise, donate to Wish Upon a Teen, and help our neighbors in their time of need. Copyright 2020 by Drayton Allen. Original music by Jordan Michaels. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of or by funny science fiction or its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at DraytonAllen at DraytonAllen.com.